What's going on? Not much, man. If you think you're hearing a different voice from weeks prior in the history of the show, you're thinking right. And that is because Gabe had something come up. So we had to have a sub host for this week's podcast. And we also have a little news announcement that we'll get to in a little bit. But Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It is Nick and Brandon's wrestling podcast for this week, I guess. We're working (laughs) on a a new name for the podcast that me, Brandon, and Gabe are going to kind of work with because we are welcoming Brandon on board. We're going to be doing a review, analysis, predictions, results, all that and everything else for AEW and NXT doing a little bit of a deeper dive into what happens every week on the shows. Uh, Gabe does not follow AEW or NXT very much, uh, but Brandon and I do. You, I Is every week fair? I missed Dynamite every this w- past week. Fair. I thought we were still on the Friday thing, so I was busy Wednesday, and then I was like, I guess I'm going to miss this one. Uh, yeah, I think I can do every week. I have to. We have to talk more about uh, our schedule, especially right. once I go back uh, to Germany at the end of this month. Right, right. We still got to talk some things out, but it's it's looking like that's pretty much the plan as far as the wins and and everything during the week. Because obviously there is a big time difference between Germany and Michigan. Oh, so, yeah, six hours. Ooh. Six, okay, so you'll be six hours ahead. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about all that in the future. Yep. But as it stands, we have a third man in the group. One short. Well, technically one short of a faction, I guess, by wrestling standards. Uh, yeah, by wrestling standards. But there's been factions I've had, like trios. The Shield. First Shield, but New Day. Well, the New Day is a plight upon you. You listen to the podcast, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You I know listen. How I feel the beginning. Yeah, I know. They're a half bad. <laughs> New Day. But we we are going to be doing that analysis show for AEW and NXT. It's not going to change the format of this show which for this week, Brandon is subbing for Gabe. So that is going to stay the same. Nothing's changing there. We're just adding another show and and more content that we have to talk over. And hopefully we'll start that this week. If not, we can start that uh, the week after, uh, whatever works. But that's still in works. So this week, we're going to get, you're going to get a little bit of a taste of that because we do have Great American Bash predictions we have a little bit of nxt review um i don't have anything for dynamite this past week just because we have some stuff on money in the bank and um some outside of the ring news as well and things like that to go over if we get there we get there but we will give you a little taste of the show to come so Welcome back to the technically the 4th of July edition of podcast. Happy 4th. And, Happy 4th, everybody. And Brandon is 
a member of the U.S. Army. So thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Uh, it's an honor to serve. This is your... We graduated in 17. So this is your third or fourth year? Um, coming up on my fourth year. Awesome, awesome. All right. So let's start... Let's start with the updated money in the bank card after SmackDown. So I'm going to go right. through uh, the card as it stands right now, and then we can do some uh, some predictions where you think everything's going to go, and maybe a little prediction into uh, SummerSlam, because a lot of what's going on in Money in the Bank, people are already speculating and bridging to SummerSlam, because people are saying that SummerSlam is just going to be this gigantic show, and... It's going to be crazy. Oh, Stephanie yeah. Man, one of the biggest touters of that. I have seen already a fair amount, even before Money in the Bank was announced, about predictions for SummerSlam. Yeah, and it's interesting to see all these things that are like, people are strongly saying this is probably going to happen, and then seeing how that affects the show before it with money in the bank and you're thinking, okay, how is this going to work to this end goal if this is where they're going to go? Oh, yeah. So I think the biggest defender is John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Yep. That and uh, Lesnar versus Lashley, I think are the two oh, yeah. big ones. Uh, so for the updated men's money in the bank match, we have Ricochet versus Riddle versus John Morrison versus Drew McIntyre versus Big E, versus either Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens, versus two to be decided SmackDown superstars. Mm. Just looking at that match in itself, I already know that there's going to be some high-flying spots. Ricochet's only going to get like a little bit of stuff in, but he's mostly going to be going for those high-flying spots. I see I the way that... notable he's going to do is going to be fly high flying spots because that's his whole thing essentially. Yeah, even though he has more things he can do in his arsenal, that's <laughs> unfortunately what WWE has him do, other than getting squashed. I will say but... one memorable thing from I think it was last week's Raw. He faced I think it was Morrison, and uh, Morrison was sitting on the guardrail. And Ricochet jumped from the top rope out of the ring and gave a crossbody slam to Morrison oh, behind yep. the guardrail. That looked really good. That was a beautiful spot. That's that's like one of the two things I remember. And the other thing is the Nikki Cross superhero thing, which <laughs> we will also get to because there's some news. There. <laughs> oh yes. You you know. It's Oh I know. Cool. <laughs> oh my god. Love Nikki Cross, but man, I can't get behind this as it stands. Yeah. She might way, grow into it. I don't know. That's definitely something we have to get more of a feel for. But for that men's money in the bank, money in the bank match itself, um, I foresee uh, perhaps Drew McIntyre or Riddle if they're going to push him to the moon. My, that's what I I've, say for predictions. I have a widespread guesstimate on this one. All right. Because I could see it going any way of the three. I could see McIntyre winning it, which would 
probably be the way WWE does it because when you have something where it's like, you know, this idea would be fantastic. They tend to go the route that's like, you know, that segment you've seen for the past two years straight, we're going to keep going with that. So yep. I can see McIntyre winning it, um, which would be the one of the two downers of these three predictions of winning. Uh, I could see Big E winning it. He's been. I on- want Big E to win. I really do. Ooh, we got our first first argument there. I don't. I don't want him to win it. The whole, reason why I want him to win is I want them to actually push Big E. Like the whole reason that they split up the new day with you know the trio to now just being Kofi and Xavier was to give. Big E a singles push. They have yet to give him an actual push. I want them to pull the trigger on that. I'm with that. Just so that way he can have his push. Well, he won the um, the Intercontinental title, which it it isn't really a push, but it's better than just, you know, separating them. Oh, yeah. It's it's better than the Iconics treatment and the others. Well, the thing with Big E is they they split him up and you they pushed biggie and and he got the intercontinental title and ever since then it's been not so much cold turkey but like it's been lukewarm yeah he hasn't been on an upward upward trajectory he hasn't been you know i would argue he hasn't even plateaued he's gone down a little bit because he's just having these matches with apollo every week that really aren't going anywhere he's not gaining anything yeah i mean they're treading water so i mean for him to win this match and then go on to win the title i just don't think it's right at this point in time which leads me to my third choice and the, my favorite, not just because I'm biased towards him, but I can see it. Yeah, I, I already knew this one was coming. I already knew it. Ricochet. No, I'm kidding. Riddle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Riddle, I could see because they've pushed him a little bit. He's getting some more screen time. He's got mad charisma. Do I think he's title ready? Not yet. But... You know, he's been kind of under Randy Orton's wing. Yeah. And I could see him winning the title and kind of that pushing that that mentorship, I guess. Because Randy would say, don't cash it in now. Yeah. You do what a real Viper does and you wait for the right moment to strike. And then there's this tension of, you know, Randy's a snake himself. Is he going to turn on Riddle or is he going to use this to get a title match or... You know, there's there's layers to it where they could go that makes it more interesting. So that, to me, would be the best pick. I would say just for, like, some good storytelling, that would be the best scenario. That would be something that would really make me guess, you know, with the championship matches with Lashley, any of them. It would make me guess with Randy on if he's going to stay true with Riddle or if he's going to double cross him. The whole thing right. with all these other guys, they're on their own, and it's just a matter of, like, oh, when's he going to cash in the title, which just becomes a, well, you can see the writing on the wall most of the time. But Yeah, they kind of, like, the moment that they start to put more um, 
they put the money in the bank money in the bank's uh, briefcase out there it's like hey he's giving off these hints he's gonna cash in this pay-per-view and then lo and behold they cash in and recently wwe's been like flipping a coin toss if they win or lose so right correct me if i'm wrong but this this seems like kind of the smart way to do it just from a logic standpoint and i could be overlooking this a moment of this but has anybody had the briefcase come out to cash it in and said no not yet went in there did some work and and beat the hell out of somebody and then said yeah now i want to cash it in now that i beat him to the point where i don't have to do anything all i have to do is sit there and pin him to win the title or her has there been um, a moment of that there I, there has been a moment of that i'm trying to think of it because i remember there was one person who had the money bank briefcase i want to say it might have been the miz but I could be wrong on that because I remember it was, um, I believe it was an episode of Raw. It was either Miz or Ziggler. Those are the only ones that come to my mind. They, and funny enough, I believe it was John Cena at, that was a champion, if I remember correctly. And they beat the ever-living crap out of him. And then uh, they went ahead and like, I'm going to cash it in, I'm going to cash it in. And so the ref, I believe the rule is the rep has to have the other person uh, be able to compete with finger quotes ah. in order for the match to go. But I know, oh, oh yeah, I wonder if if, I, if my memory serves me right that um, one time this had happened, and before they could cash in, someone went to go ahead and stop the cash in. Uh, this sounds like that's, like that's early mid. Yeah, that has happened. It's like early mid two thousands. Yeah. I, but yeah, that that's what I remember. That's another thing I don't get. Why do you, why do they have to answer? Anytime, anywhere means anytime, anywhere. I know there shouldn't be a, a asterisk next to it. It's just conscious, unconscious, getting surgery, sleeping, taking a dump. What does it matter? Taken to their local medical facility. Yeah. (laughs) The PC or whatever. (laughs) Just anywhere, anytime. Just like the 24-7 championship. You can do that anywhere, anytime. Why can't you do do it with the money in the bank? You earn the money in the bank. 24-7 championship, you just have to catch someone slipping one time. Money in the bank, you earn that opportunity to take that shot. Should be anywhere. I'm, then, I'm not yeah. saying I want them to go 24-7 championship route with money in the bank. I'm just saying don't put the stipulation on it. If they're passed yeah. out, that's on them. If they're passed yeah. out, the ring, there you go. There's your championship. They, they have a target on their back when the money in the bank briefcase is around. And they if anything, keep that in if mind. the heel has the briefcase, that makes them get more heat because they were passed out when the heel won the title. Right? That's that would be my thing. That gives more people right to say, "Oh, you're not a real champion." He was passed out. Yeah, it gives oh. it gives the audience a reason more to boo the heel. I would ask you who you think the other two SmackDown superstars are, but I really can't think of SmackDown superstars right now. Huh. I 
Um, in a dream world for me, I would say I would put Alistair Black on that card, but he is no longer with the company, unfortunately. So there goes that pipe dream. Part of me wants to say Rollins, but I know they're trying to build Edge and Rollins for um, actually. No, because I, I I watched a little short. Well, not really a short, but I watched a 16-minute video to make sure I got caught up to speed on stuff for what happened this week. And um, I believe Seth Rollins went to um, went to a Sonya Deville and what's what's his face um, try to get, yeah Adam Pierce and he wanted it in on Universal Championship and got mad because Edge got essentially a free ticket to the match. Yeah, and I believe um, they said that. Rollins has to face Cesaro for a chance to get into the main bank match. So wait, Seth Please. has to face Cesaro. Yep. See, that's what I hate, man. Edge can just walk in after being gone for so many months and just get this title shot again. And if you haven't heard the Talking Smack promo that Seth Rollins did about Edge, it is fantastic. You'll have to go and back, go back and watch it. I, I've not heard it, no. He just goes off. He's like, I don't care what Edge wants. And just keeps going on. It's fantastic. It's great. It's honestly, it's up there with one of the greatest promos on Talking Smack, and they've had a lot. So that's saying something. Um, but no, I what I've been hearing is that this is going to set up Edge and Rollins for SummerSlam for a few. That's another thing. That's another thing I've I heard as well. So I think. I don't know. I think if Seth is in the Money in the Bank match, he's not going to win it. Oh, no. I don't think he's going to win it. The only other person I can really think of is Cesaro. I mean, Which, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're slightly giving him, like, a push with these matches with Rollins, which have been amazing. Yeah, those have been great matches. I like watching those. I, I could we watch, <laughs> I, I, like... Five different Seth Rollins and Cesaro matches, and I would love all of them. Yeah. I I told Gabe, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or not, but I told him, I said, that's one of the rivalries where I could watch them have a match probably every week and not really care. But some of these other matches, like Big E and Apollo or – God, what's another example? I can't think of another example off the top of my head. Those that's the biggest one. You know, that those I just I get so bored of. Cause it's every I week. Could, I can think of a match. Um, so um this might segue into the next bit, which is the women's tag team, um Money in the Bank, which is um I believe it was a triple threat with Liv Morgan, Selena Vega, and um Nikki Cross, if I remember correctly. And um, anytime they've booked Liv Morgan in a match, she hasn't really been able to use any of her arsenal. It's just either been she gets squashed or she gets a quick win. No in-between. Yeah. It, that's They kind of put the training wheels on her for some reason. I don't um, see why. What was my mind? For... As a transition for the women's money in the bank match, we have Asuka versus Naomi versus Bliss versus 
Nikki Cross versus Carmella versus Liv Morgan versus Selena Vega versus a to-be-determined mystery opponent. I have an idea of who it's going to be. I have an idea as well. Who's going to win it? Uh, and I think we're on the same idea too. And it's Miss Flair herself. Nope. <laughs> no. I was thinking Becky. If if Be- if it's Becky, then like holy crap, that's going to be a huge pop. Because she, when she left, she gave her money in the bank contract to Oscar with the Raw title in. Yeah. That was the that was the climbing of the tower for the briefcase and that next raw Oscar was surprised to find out the title was inside the briefcase. Yep. You have a better memory than I. I did not remember the bridging moments of that. <laughs> so I remember it so well. Let's say the to be determined person isn't in Let's say that's it. Like this, who we have listed right now is who's in the match. Who do you see taking this home? I don't want this to be the person to win, but it will. It would more realistically be Charlotte because I don't. I, I want her out of the title picture for a bit. I want her to have, just have regular matches outside of the title picture. Like it's it's gone stale. I'm even, be honest. Even against Rhea, her matches with Rhea Ripley have mm-hmm. been pretty good. But do you but think do you think Rhea think, is a better champion right now than Charlotte would be coming up? Uh, so I think that for Rhea that they need to they need to get rid of all that stupid silliness that Raw has. Like have her be this bad woman that she's supposed to be. I am gonna say she's talking too much. And her oh, yeah. work is not polished enough for it her yeah no if you is good i like her if you watch ring. her nxt stuff like her biggest thing was in the ring she was a horse right she didn't need to talk and no. i don't think she needs to talk anymore she and i'm shouldn't. not saying don't ever have a promo but you know we see her on raw she has three pro three promos in a match you know there's, like two there's... hallway segments and then like one in gorilla or one out in the ring or something or she's talking on her way back from the match or something. That's another thing. I, Charlotte does it too, and it bugs me. It's like you don't need to talk during the match. Just get it done. In this case, it doesn't apply. Sometimes it does, but in this case, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Be theatrical. So I know that like Charlotte's a more like uh, flourish champion, but I want. I I watched NXT when Rhea was champion before. She, they had Charlotte win the Royal Rumble match and take the NXT title belt at WrestleMania, which is still a booking decision that blows my mind. Yeah, and kind of hurt it hurt Rhea Ripley's character in NXT for a while, which made me sad. I think it would have been smart if Rhea would have won or very, very closely lost and showed Charlotte she's not someone to be a force to be reckoned with. Or she's not a that... she's not a force <laughs> to, to take lightly, I mean. Yeah, to show NXT is kind of on par instead of you know the the and subliminal the, message it sent. The crazy thing is, like I want to say, the year prior they had NXT at Survivor Series and NXT won at Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. like how do you do that? 
it blows my mind still. I, I, I don't have an answer. I, if, I wish if I, I had to pick somebody for this match, though, I'm looking. There's three names jumping at me. The one is like the most obvious one for how they book her. It's Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I could see that being the main thing. And I don't know. If they go less supernatural with her character, I could be with it. But she's just get rid of the doll, please. Get, get rid, rid of the Lily. Get rid of Lily. It it does it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's it's not scary. It's just kind of like, okay, you know, it's a it's a doll with teeth. If I was seven, it would be scary. But anything beyond is just kind of like, okay, it's a little creepy, but I mean, it's not something I would actively be scared of, you know? What they should do after um, Money in the Bank is they should put Alexa Bliss off TV for a bit and then just have her come back and just get rid of the doll. Just have her continue with her stuff. Because outside of Lily, like, I enjoy some of her stuff. The spider walk she does, where she oh, that's legs insane. over her shoulder. That's awesome. I love that's that. insane. That's cooler to me than the back bridge that um, Bray Wyatt does. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's. I mean, they're both creepy and cool, but I think Alexa's a little more. I don't know. It's more alluring, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't want. I don't foresee Alexa Bliss winning this. It just doesn't fit. If for some reason she wins, they just book themselves into a corner. Yeah, I mean, Liv or Zelina would be cool, but I just, storyline-wise, it doesn't make sense yet because Zelina just came back unless they're going to strap a rocket to her, but Liv, it would just kind of be out of nowhere. Yeah, they would literally just slap it on Liv and then they'll forget about her until, like, oh, uh, yeah, she has to break this. Go cash it in. And then fail. Or give her the Otis treatment and have it conned out of her. Oh, yeah. Oh. Or she could be the token and be like, see, we don't misuse some of our talent. Here you go. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> the token for, oh, yeah, well, what about when we had Liv and Otis win the money in the bank? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that she did nothing with, for sure. Uh, All right, let's oh. move on to the title matches. Reigns versus Edge for the Universal title. I'm going to say Reigns is going to win. I will say Reigns is going to win. I, I honest to God, wish that, like, WrestleMania, they would they should have just let it be Edge and Reigns and let Edge win because that would have been, like, just such a good historical moment. But then they missed that opportunity. But I'm going to have to go with Reigns because it, it just – strapping – putting the title on Edge right now is just not going to work. No, especially for SummerSlam, if they're really going to have Cena come in. I mean, and it, honestly, there's two people in the company that I think need to just go away for a little bit just because they're overused, overhyped, and they've had too much going on. And that is Drew McIntyre and Edge. I think those are two people that need to leave for, well, Edge, I don't know, because he just came Edge back. Edge literally just came back, yeah. But I think he needs to leave like the title picture a little bit and kind of work his case a little bit work some of the Seth Rollins and Cesaro guys you know some of those guys that aren't necessarily in the main picture but build more of a case for yourself and then go
go for those title matches. So then it feels a little bit more natural, a little better. Unless yeah. they're going to full, full-blown turn him heel, and then obviously you have some some rocks to throw if he's just getting this opportunity out of nowhere. But that have... doesn't seem to be the way they're going because Roman's the heel. Drew just needs to go away for a couple months. Take a vacation. I think the they're, li- they're literally like, putting the John Cena case on a Drew McIntyre minus the Superman part. That's literally what they're doing. They're just like, yeah, he's the face of Raw right now. Go. Every week. I have not gotten mad at wrestling in a long in a while. I was mad when he won on Raw. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Why? Because anybody else would have fit great in that title or in that match picture because if you put randy in there there's always a suspicion is he going to turn on riddle and they could play with that a little bit even if he doesn't that could make Mm -hmm. a good dynamic uh aj being in that match aj's aj he's going to put on a good performance regardless that could have been good especially with you know ricochets in there morris oh yeah you know zane or owens whoever whichever the two go in there they could do some great stuff but you threw McIntyre in there. So I don't know. We need to get views. McIntyre. No. Yeah, no. No, no, no. All right, WWE title. We got Kofi versus Lashley. I'm going to say Lashley's going to win. And if Kofi wins, I'm not going to have any hair left because I'm going to pull it out. <laughs> I will pull it out <laughs> if he wins this title. Yeah, so no. It's a it- this is literally just like filler. So they're just putting someone on the card to have a match on the card with the title. So it's going to be Lashley. And if anybody out there has anything to say, like, oh, well, Nick never has anything positive to say about New Day members, Kofi and MVP had a great promo exchange on Raw. There. There's your positive. <laughs> on the microphone, Kofi's decent. And this past week, honestly, I think they had the best promo of the night, possibly the week. Probably. I will say. Kofi had his best for me. Kofi had his best promo when it was he was feuding with Randy Orton for the WWE title after WrestleMania. That feud, that feud was good, mostly because of like the history with those two. I'm such a and they how they worked that into the story. I was I was I'm such a Randy fan. I was like, please just put him down. (laughs) Wash match. Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. This match just. <laughs> just plow through this man, please. Just because I never got behind Kofi Mania, I j- I never did. I just never. I got felt, it. I felt it was deserved. Like I, he, this man put so much work into where he is, like in the company. Like I see what the other f- uh, fans for Kofi Mania saw. I saw like th- this is the opportunity to put the title on him, so that way he can have that. I see, I see that, and I, 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 I don't want to say sympathize with that because that makes me sound like I, I pity for him. But like, I, I get where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm not a Kofi fan, so I just, I wasn't behind it. So I guess, yeah, that's that's really all I have to say on that. <laughs> but moving on, we got the, well, let's go here first because we've already talked a little bit about it. Uh, the Raw Women's title, Rhea versus Charlotte. Uh, I want let Rhea win and push Charlotte out of the picture, please, please. 
Here's my question though. If Char- if Rhea wins over Charlotte, who does she go against next for the title? Well, that they... would feasibly win that could feasibly win the title. <sighs> other than like a Becky Lynch cuz she could come back and face Rhea and win the title back. That could be the thing at that SummerSlam is... or some later date. That is a possibility. Um the only other thing, only other person that um, WWE has built on the Raw women's roster, other than Charlotte, is Asuka. Yeah, that's it. Asuka, Asuka was champion recently for a long yeah. time. It was kind of stale because they just didn't do anything with it, really. They, they didn't I mean, do anything special with her. So that's the only like plausible option, unless they want to finally split Shayna Baszler and uh, Nia Jax. And actually build Dana. Finally, somebody said it. Oh, no. Please don't do that. Please, no. I don't want to hear my hole chanted when she's champion. You know that's going to happen. The first show they have, she's on. (laughs) Fans have been holding stuff in for so long. Oh. I actually kind of want to hear my hole chants when the the crowds come back. I really do. It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. If I go to a show... When start the chant opens up i'll start it i'll go i'll do it do that's, it i want it. i need to hear it <laughs> i'll tiktok it or whatever i don't know just I'll, I'll spread the message and then every venue <laughs> will be inspired by my words <laughs> honestly you're gonna hate me for saying this but i think charlie needs to win the title for right now. <sighs> for right now because I think Rhea needs to do some work. Now, I people are going to go back and say, well, you said push her to the moon and, you know, don't stop. I said that, yes, and I believe that. But they've gone a different direction with her. And this is something I've noticed. When you go from NXT to main Raw or SmackDown, there's a shift. A drastic shift. It happened with Nikki Cross. It's happened with a lot of other superstars where there's less of their personality and what they're doing and more of a commercialized version of themselves coming into it. And I think that's kind of what happened with Rhea. She's, she still puts on good matches, but I think, you know, she's getting more promo time in and it's not doing her any good. And they're kind of spinning the wheels in place. And that's not her fault. But, you know, she's facing Charlotte and they're like, we really need somebody else. There's nobody else. What are we going to do? You know, we're going nowhere because it's just Charlotte, 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 Charlotte. Really, who else is out here to face this woman? Charlotte, Charlotte. We can't keep doing this. Charlotte. Who do you who do you put her against at this point? You know, that and the women's roster is so thin. It, oh, yeah, and SmackDown, it's like 10 or less. I believe it's seven. And, and I know she's on Raw, but I'm just saying in general, you know. Yeah, but out. like the, the women's roster on both brands are thin. Very. Very. And, you know, it, there's nobody that they've built to be championship level except for Asuka, Charlotte, Rhea. And Becky. Bianca, Bailey. Sasha. That's it. 
that's six people, and two of them are current champions. So it, unless they pull some NXT stuff or some like Tessa Blanchard or some somebody that's not doing anything right now that isn't anywhere, I don't know. Let's say finally start actually building other wrestlers. We're going to be stuck on repeat matches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or unbelievable champions. You know, they're going to push somebody that's like, really? You know, you push this, you push like Rhea to the moon, and then you have this person that has done the opposite of good as far as, you know, where you want their character to go, and now they're champion. I, I don't know. They they have um I I know it sounds like I'm dogging with Morgan, but I actually do like I wish that they would actually have her show her whole arsenal and I see potential in the character, but they just the current Liv Morgan character just comes on up, match has a match with Rhea Ripley, surprise roll up, she has a title. You know I hate surprise roll ups, man. I know, I hate them too. It would have to be some extreme rules or something. Something extra to give Liv that upper hand, you know. I, I don't. It could go anyway. Let's talk the SmackDown Women's Title match. That one should be a quick discussion because their roster is ice thin. But mm-hmm. we have an I Quit match between Bianca and Bailey, which I think would be very interesting. I can't remember the last time we've seen an I Quit match. The last I quit match I remember was John Cena versus Batista. That was the match. That was the match that, yeah, it was like 2006, I want to say. Yeah, probably somewhere in there. And uh, that was (laughs) the match that made uh, Batista uh, quit, kayfabe-wise, literally. I mean, I'm sure, like, I would look it up and be like, oh, yeah, that match. But, like, the last one I remember, I I don't even remember. But I I think this could be a good match. I'm not a huge fan of Bianca. I think she's all right in the ring, but I'm not a huge fan of her. You know I'm a Bailey huge fan. I am right there with you. It's not just because, you know, she's in a match with her that I'm saying, oh, Bianca isn't that great. I just think she's kind of... She's all right. I think Bianca's all right. But I've only watched a few matches with Bianca um, in NXT and a little bit on the main roster. And um, I see a little bit of it. So, I mean, I can get behind Bianca. That was a decent match. Yeah, I can get behind Bianca. But right now, I I wouldn't be mad if. Either one won Bianca or Bailey. I'd be happy if Bailey won, but if Bianca won, I wouldn't be upset. You know, yeah. I get it because Bailey was champion for so long. I get the need for some change. You know, I again, I think this is kind of a filler match where people like you and me are going to care about the match itself, but I think in main terms, people aren't going to be that invested because it's there's not much of an impact either way. Yeah, storyline is is. Just filler, yeah. But match itself is should be should be good. Well, that is the updated Money in the Bank card. Let's talk some shorter segments, some uh, some updates as well. So, did you watch NXT this week? 
I did not watch That's NXT, true. though I I did catch myself up. So I am aware okay. of what has happened. Perfect. So Mercedes Martinez. I don't know if you saw this segment with Zia Lee. She Zia Lee kicked Mercedes in the head and knocked her out cold. It's crazy. It was crazy to see. Um, anyways, it. the update on her, she has a concussion and nobody knows her return window because she has a concussion. She could come back next week. She could come back two months. A month from be, now. However long. Concussions are weird. But nobody knows for right now. We do know she has a concussion and she probably won't be on this week to be safe. So at least for this week. Could be longer. I don't know. Nobody Hope for a good know. recovery. Let's hope. I do have to say, I, I'm not huge on Zia Lee. She has this big, like, cinematic entrance. I, I don't... That's one thing that stands out on NXT that I don't like. Just a side note. What, the cinematic where, entrances? Yeah, where she, like, she messes around with this sword staff thing. And she's got, like, this evil lady that sits on the throne and, like... I, I don't know what she does. I've only been watching for a couple weeks, but it's just kind of like ho- too Hollywood for me. I I am all for it. Like that, I like it. I I would be all for it if it was less cinematic. It's so cinematic that it's just kind of odd to me. Even Karrion Cross's entrance, which I'm a huge Karrion Cross fan. He has he definitely has the look, and he's a great worker. But his entrance is a little too movie style for me i guess oh i can say definitely uh say that like the moment you first see his entrance you're just like oh my god this dude looks like he's gonna kill somebody he but has then, that like, look man he is just and the entrance like sells it to you too as he yeah. goes in but the more you see it it more it loses its flair yeah, it's kind of like Cody Rhodes. Like, his entrance is kind of like, wow, this is cool. And then it's like, by the sixth time you see it, it's like, all right, I can go to the bathroom for two minutes because he's still going to be making his entrance. <laughs> you know, I can fill my drink and do all that because he's still going to be, it's still going to be, ah, that it does at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> uh. Show. Cut it a little bit. What was that? Nick? Hello? I like Cody, but... Oh. Mic check one two. All right, sorry about that. Yeah, I just had some technical difficulties. I don't know what that was, but it just cut, and it was like, "Do you want to cut the session and save what you've done so far?" And I was like, "Yes, please. I would like to not." lose the last 45 minutes of progress oh yeah no please 
So, first technical error with Brandon on the show. There we go. Hey. It happens. Already have mouthdowns. So, anyways, Cody needs to cut his entrance. That was the last thing you heard, yep. right? Okay. That's the last thing I heard, yep. Just check. That was a little bit of a tangent. But I'm going to skip this next point for now because there's a little bit of discussion to go with it. Uh, WWE put out the greatest tag teams in wrestling in WWE history. Not wrestling history, in <laughs> WWE history. The New Day. Ooh. The New Day. So we're just going to skip over like the Hardy Boys. Yeah, we're just going to skip Hardy Boys. We're going to skip um, the Dudley Boys. Like all, I think like... they're going purely on championship reigns and merchandise sales, which championship reigns, they manipulate themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so they made that. They, they did that themselves, yeah. The but... merch sales, I'll give them the merch sales. I will. I'll give them that stuff. It's just personally, you know, it's like, okay, my favorite's probably Legion of Doom, but <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah no. I, I can't um... contest this list too much because it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's a professional wrestling list. It does come down to opinion. So Yeah, it, it there's a lot of biases that go into it, and they made their own list, which they've obviously awarded the titles themselves. But, and I mean, you can't uh, really dispute, like, merch sales. That's one thing you can't dispute. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. There's a reason why they're selling. Other than that, I mean... Other than that, it's it's opinion. You know, merch sales speak for themselves. Everything else is just somebody's opinion somewhere because creative had this idea for them and they were right place, right time. There wasn't anybody else better, whatever the case may have been. There's a ton that goes into it. I just wanted yep. to mention it because I don't like it, but you know what? At the same time, I can't really contest it. <laughs> My opinion differs the, from the people that put the titles on them that differed from the people that buy the New Day shirts and stuff. Yeah, everybody it, else. It, so. it differs from Paul Heyman's views to Creative's views to um, Vince's views. It differs from everybody. Yep. I mean, it is what it is. Yep. Personally, I would put, you know, it, according to bias, there's a few tag teams I would put ahead of them of the New Day. Legion of Doom being one of them. Probably the most, you know, blinking going off my head is Legion too. Um, God, who else? Tag teams, tag teams, tag teams. I would probably put the Hardy Boys ahead of them. The Dudleys, I wouldn't necessarily... Um, I definitely put the British Bulldogs ahead of them because they were just they were better in the ring. I mean, New, New Day they have more promos and stuff, so I mean they obviously yeah have better promos. But I don't know. There's there's a few teams I put ahead of them. Hardy Boys definitely for sure for me. 
I am very biased when it comes to Jeff Hardy in particular. Um, then I would put Edge and Christian up there. That that team yeah. is too 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 perfect. RK Bro is ahead of them. <laughs> um, That's tag team in modern wrestling history. Uh, other tag teams. Um, I would say one more. Up, isn't it? It is pretty hard to think of because really the only ones that actually like come to mind is like DX, which is more of a stable than just a tag team. Then there's um, yeah, uh, yeah, Billy Gunn and Jesse James, which yeah, on their faces, excluding DX affiliation, they weren't as great as DX as a whole. You know, oh, so, no. I don't know. If you just have Triple H and Shawn Michaels as just DX. Boom! Like, they're they're one of the top. It, this is this is old school, but I would I would put Afa and Sika up there. Really? Ones I love watching their stuff. All right. Demolition and Smash. Probably. Um. God, is there anybody else really? I'm even thinking back to like WCW. I can't really think all that much. Mm, I know they're seen enough to make a comment on it. There's some great teams that I've seen a match or two, but not enough to. Of course, uh, obviously the Shield. Because yeah, it, but I they... think that's another case of like faction versus team. Because if you look at yeah. team, it was. Uh, it was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Right. So, I mean, as a tag team, were they fantastic or was it more of a faction thing? I think that's up for debate, but um, I would probably say it was more of a faction thing because they were the hounds of justice. And they always did attack in all three. Back in the good old days. Yep. All right. So let's. Uh, oh, I'm looking over here. I want to save this one for possibly somewhat last. Uh, Otis has a new look now. He cut his hair and he has no beard. Did you see that? I've seen that. He looks so weird. Uh, it's. Sadly. Like he could be he, a, a stay at home dad. He he's got that like look of um. He's either that dad that's like super crazy, <laughs> not crazy, but like super energetic and always like trying to have fun with the kids, or he's like that uncle that's like, "Hey kids, let's go ahead. Here's some candy. Here's some Mountain Dew. Let's go have fun." Or I used, and he looks like one of the typical guys that would come in every single day work a 13-hour shift, but he would buy, like, four candy bars, three Gatorades, and seven Monsters and be like, yep, this is my lunch for the day. <laughs> yeah. He looked like one of those guys. <laughs> like, yep, this is life. And, like, tries to get in a pissing contest with you on, like, oh, how many hours are you working this week? I worked 8,700. There you go. You know, one of those guys that, you know, the more hours you work, the more 
right you have to talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. His his promo work is very old school though. It's very like seventies in his delivery. You know, they ask him oh. questions like, Well, that's top secret academy business and uh you know, everything we do now is for the academy and the good of the academy. That that is one change of pace that I am happy for with that promo. Oh yeah, I lo- I love it. It's it's very old school feely in a good way. It's it's definitely not with the whole other random nonsense that creative like here memorize this stupid line and make sure that you I like enunciate this. Yep. I mean, I I definitely I feel like this Otis could definitely be a force to be reckoned with. Now, as far as like the academy and all that, I don't know so much about that. That's kind of yeah. But if the you academy itself with, is, if you want to work yeah. with Chad Gable, that's one thing. But be in the academy and blah blah blah. I don't think you really need to give a name to it. I think you just got to work together. I think that would work better than not everything needs to have a name to it. No. Sometimes you're just working with this guy and you're working towards a goal, whatever that is. That's that's truly what they need to do with um, the Academy is because like from what it originally started out with Chad Gable with Otis is like, here, let me, let me show you the way. But now they just re- like is they are um they've done this enough that they need to go ahead and start doing something with them. And I get where they're going with it because you have to have a name to something to market it. You know, because how are you gonna necessarily make a t shirt if they're just two guys working together? How are you gonna make merch sales? But at the same time, it gives off this vibe of like these two kids met at school and it's like, hey, let's go like make this whatever and it's like, oh well you know, we're, we're the Academy, you know, no one else can be a part of it, you know, cause they make this like cool group. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels very like kid kiddish to me in a way. What they need to do with the Academy is like, instead of just having like these regular promos, what they should do is like have some a- actual Academy like promos with Gable and Otis try to like sell that. At least that's what I think. Okay. Go all in with the academy stuff. I could see it. I could see it. That's something I can get behind. Oh, let's see what else we have here. Still saving that little nugget for later. Um, that one's an NXT one. We'll save that one too because that'll that'll be a good segue. I do have a few little random things that are just kind of like announcements there's not much to talk about uh becky and seth rollins got married this week so congratulations to them congratulations mr and mrs rollins yes the man the mom the wife the man with the drip and the and the man herself with the red hair yes uh they have been engaged since 2019 so uh what else Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown reveal that they are expecting a baby girl. They did not set the forest on fire. No. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, did you see Buddy Murphy's new physique? I did not. It's a little suspicious. I'm just going to say it. 
I haven't really he, seen much of looks, anything. He looks like he's gained 20 to 30 pounds of muscle. It, well, maybe 20. 30's pushing it. Maybe like 20 pounds of muscle since he's been released. And it's a little suspicious how fast he grew this muscle. I'm not coming out and saying he's juicing, but I'm saying it's a little suspicious how fast he grew in such a short period of time. If you want to look it up real quick, go for it. Yeah, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to go ahead and take a look at this because yeah, I haven't up, seen like, much. Buddy Murphy look. I haven't seen anything of any of the released uh, wrestlers like Murphy, um, Strowman, past like the first couple days when they start doing interviews and whatnot. Right. He, it should be like he's kind of by the dumbbells and he's getting set to do like curls or shoulder shrugs. He's got like a cutoff tank top on. I think it was on Instagram that he posted it. I don't remember. I think it Hold was on. Inst- it was Snap. Uh, uh, it said, what was this? You caption it. Sometimes we gotta look in the mirror and evaluate. I'm evaluating in the chip. I think. Yeah, I think that's it. You there, Brenda? Record right now for in this <laughs> same session. But, two, um, two in one session is a record, but that is a record. So, uh, yeah, I looked at it. He's put on a lot of muscle. Holy crap! Yeah, that's a big jump for how short of a time frame it's been. Yeah, he he was lean, and now he's like big. Yeah, that that might just be the gym mirror. Maybe it's just a fill. I don't. But it it looks it looks big. So I don't know what he's planning on doing, but whatever he's going to do, he's going to look good doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, the last, little, the last little thing that I have before we get into some other discussion here. Uh, Nikki Cross has a new nickname. Ash, <laughs> almost a superhero. And if you want to go by actual <clears throat> acronyms, it would be AAS. To keep your rating, I'm not going to say what that sounds like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you I'm see, just going to yeah. say what I thought when I heard this. If you're almost a superhero, why are you in the gear? Was Batman in the suit before he became Batman? Oh, I'm almost Batman. Let me put the stuff on. So, while also looking for some of my notes that I'll get into once we're done talking about this, was that the whole point of her little almost a superhero thing is that you, she wants to send a message to all the kids that, like, you can be a superhero without the powers. And that is so cheesy to me. <laughs> it is that super is why cheesy. I think this is not going to work. Because it is just like, that is... Are you dubbed now? Like, what? I hope that she pulls off any sort of charisma that she has. Like, if she radiates charisma with this, I think it can sell. But she definitely has to go all in with this. I, I mean, people say, well, oh, well, Hurricane did it. Hurricane wasn't pandering. 
and she's not necessarily pandering, but he wasn't like, you can be a superhero too. He was just the hurricane. Yeah, he was literally he just the hurricane. Fans. He was just doing his thing. Ay, ay, ay. And he didn't have yeah, butterflies he... on his suit. He had a, he was the hurricane, and oh no, there's a storm coming. There was something he's got, he's got like specific colors, and it worked. Ay, ay, ay. I don't know. I, I don't see it, honestly. It's, the way they're writing it, I don't see it. It's super cheesy, and I hope that this is just her creative control that she has with it. I really hope this is the case, because if so, then she needs to like go either go all in with the cheese, and if it works, it works. If not, then at least she tried. This is something that she wants to do. I mean... I just I go back to like NXT when she was with Sanity and like just see some of the awesome stuff she did. And it's like oh, man, I know. I wish this was still the thing. And I get you got to grow. Sometimes you got to change. I get that. But with this it's just like man that was so it, it's like she walked away from gold with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I get it. One of the things I do I remember from those NXT days was when Aleister Black was sitting in the ring and Nikki was like laying down, rolling around as the crowd chants, "Nikki's got us." Yep. Yep. And you know she would get people caught in between the apron and the in the ring skirt and just beat them up and that. Yep. The stuff she would get her jacket and like hit it on the ground and stuff. It was awesome. You know, I I don't know. It's it's it beyond like me. Walked away from gold to pick up copper or something. I guess I don't know to put an analogy to it. Yeah. So, well, this this is something I want to get your opinion on. Okay. Did you see the bully Ray segment on Busted uh, Open Radio? No, I have not. So I've bully heard of it, Ray, but I've not seen it. Bully Ray was slamming Eddie Kingston for taking a shot at WWE. And let me pull it up here. Yeah, no, I I seen that in some of the headlines. I just did not look into it. Okay, so after last week's Dynamite, or, jeez, Kofi, (laughs) uh, Eddie Kingston, that would be a shocker if Kofi was on AEW. Uh, Eddie Kingston cut a promo after Dynamite went off the air last week took some some shots at WWE um and Bully Ray just told Eddie Kingston to shut up about WWE and focus on AEW and he said and I quote Eddie Kingston needs to shut the f up and stay in his lane and his lane is as an AEW guy speaking about AEW and flying the flag for AEW then I'm completely on board tell me why that you were an indie guy for the majority of your career now, this company took a chance on you, and you have learned to love it and everything about it. Now I'm on board, Eddie, but to take the easy way out and knock the WWE, there's no reason to go there. Cody wants to destroy a throne. I get it. If Jericho wants to say F you, I get it. Eddie, why? There's no reason for Eddie to say it. And I agree. I definitely see uh, what um, what he's saying to Eddie. I definitely get it. Because Eddie wasn't there. 
WWE wasn't. hasn't personally wronged Eddie Kingston. So what does he have to say on WWE other than, you know? Yeah, no, he's already he's, burning a bridge that hasn't been built. Right, and he has no more insight to that than arguably me or you because he hasn't been there. Yeah, no. He might have a either. little bit more as a working professional in the business, but not by much. Not enough to say stuff like this. Yeah, no, he, he's only going – like, the only thing that he knows is a little, probably a little bit more than us because he works alongside that of, like, Cody, Jericho, and so many others that were former WWE wrestlers. But I'm like, behind it in the beginning, like Cody destroying the throne and Jericho saying some things in the beginning. Yeah, I'm behind that too because, like, the whole destroying the throne thing, that's already iconic. Right, and it's and, cool, but – and that was what you needed to do to say, you know, we're not going to be that. We're not going to go that route. But now you're your own thing. You're semi-established. Go your own way. You don't have to leech on and say, see, we're not this. Every time yeah, you no. different, you don't have to do it. That's a bandwagon you should not hop on. No. You shouldn't want people to keep drawing the connections. You should want to be your own standalone thing. Yeah, you want to isolate yourself from the other stuff and work on you rather than, hey, let me attach myself to this and add that to my image. No, that's not what you want to do. Right. I definitely so, well, I definitely get I get what Bowie's saying and I agree with it too. Like you work on yourself before you go ahead and, and do any of this other stuff. Right, right. You the set your own thing- career. Exactly. The last thing that I have is kind of our segue into our last segment. Um, A segue into what is going to be a little snippet of things to come with me and you reviewing Dynamite and NXT. And the only thing that I remember, because I didn't take notes while I was watching NXT this week, but it surprised me. Isaiah Swerve Scott won the North American title from Bronson Reed. Yep, that was a little bit of a shock. Because it literally was, Bronson was cutting a promo about, um, God, what's that promo called? Uh, Whatever it was that he debuted on, the NXT. Oh, it was the tournament. Yeah, they were talking about that. And then Hit Row came in and were talking to him. And then... You know, Isaiah Swerve Scott was like, oh, if you're the champion, then, you know, come put it on the line. Bronson was like, okay. And then Bronson lost the title. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, all right, I guess. You know, there was definitely some history with those two because they both came in through that same tournament. Yeah. And um, Isaiah, he already had a title under his name, like, as he was in NXT. And he was like, I'm more decorated than you. Well, put that title on the line, and I'll take that from you because I've done more. And he did that exact thing that night, which was a shock to me. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's kind of cool because it was unexpected. And it doesn't seem to be like anything that's going to trash Bronson or anything. Yeah, no, uh, there are... ability to hit Roe as well. Yeah, it also is a little bit... uh, adds to the rumor mill because if I remember correctly is that Bronson Reed may or may not be getting called up to the main roster. Could be interesting. Yeah. Could be something. 
yeah, so to segue into the Great American Bash, yes, I have the card cool. right here. Let's go over some predictions real quick because we are going to be running on an over, over, overtime. All right. So, beginning, first thing on the card is the NXT champion, Karrion Cross meets Johnny Gargano. It doesn't necessarily say it's a match. It literally states they are going to meet. It's going to end up into a brawl. And if a match comes out of it, I foresee uh, Karrion Cross winning it. Oh, absolutely. If he doesn't win it, it would be not smart. Especially if he against doesn't... Johnny Gargano, which there's a size difference. And, you know, it seemingly kind of came out of – I mean, they built it a little bit, but in the bigger scheme of things, it came out they're of just, They're just brawling. Yes. But I foresee it as Karrion Cross winning. If he doesn't win, then that means that Karrion Cross is going to get called up to the main roster. Within well, a couple I months. I would love to see that. It is not the right time. He's, he's only had a short tenure in NXT, so I don't foresee it. Right, right. So, next thing, on the, out of that. next thing on the card, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Hit Row to host a championship cipher. It's going to be a promo fest. That's that promo. right there. It's just promo. They're going to promo a championship cipher is what they call it. They're just gonna call have a promo with gloating about their titles. So I'm sure that's what that's about. Oh yeah, something will come out of it for sure. It's on the pay-per-view itself. So tag team championship, MSK versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher for the tag team titles. I could see Ciampa and Thatcher winning it. I can see that as well. But uh, I watched uh, that back in the day so I'm I know Thatcher a little bit I don't know much but I know him a little bit I know Champa a bit uh, yep. MSK I am not acquainted with because I've just started picking up NXT again a couple weeks yeah, ago I took, took a little bit of a tenure off of NXT but I will say that I could foresee this going either way but um, part of me wants um, Tommaso Champa the win because I've known him more than the other guys but I'll go ahead and pull a right-hand turn. Let's go with MSK. That's my prediction. All right. Moving on. The next match on the card is champions Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark for the NXT Women's Tag Team Title match. That's, that's going to be a doozy of a match. That one, I'm not sure what to say because I don't know how long Hartwell and Larray have been champion champions. I think it's been mm. a short tenure. Yeah, I would say it's been a short tenure because because this, of the way this they, title is new. Because of the way they put together EO and Zoe, in the way they kind of work slash don't work together, I don't think they're gonna pull off a win. I just think they put them in that position because they didn't want to compromise how. Ember and Shotzi would look, or Dakota Kai, and who is Dakota Kai with? Is it Raquel? Uh, I want, Raquel yeah, Gonzalez, Raquel. I think. Yeah, it was Raquel Gonzalez, yep. I, I think they don't want to compromise them by giving them a loss to the tag champion, so I think this might just be a filler. I th- I'm going to uh, go with Larray and, and Hartwell. 
I want I, I like Io Shirai. I've liked her since like before she went into her crazy nonsense gimmick, but um I like Io. I want her to win, but I will say that my prediction goes to Indy and Candace. Oh yeah, she Io is probably one of my favorites for NXT women right now. Hey, her entrance song is really cool too. Her oh, I love it. Is really cool. I love it. Last and certainly not least, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Number two. Um, who won the last one? Was it Kyle? I want to say it was. I don't. I don't have the results for the last one. Um, uh, I think it was Kyle. I don't think it matters all that much who won it, but I was just wondering. Um, oh, my heart wants to go with Adam Cole. I'm not big yeah. on Kyle O'Reilly. I'm I'm with you right there. Um, I'm my prediction is going to be Adam Cole. Yeah, I think Kyle O'Reilly's won one or two over Adam. I think Adam's going to win one, and I think they're going to be done they're, after that. They, they're either going to be done or going to try to extend this feud just a little bit more, which I, I hope, hope they, they don't, don't do that. There's nowhere to go. There's no title yeah. on the line. There's no external things other than they have some beef over Undisputed Era stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, unless Bobby Fish comes back and does something, I don't know, drives the stake between them and talks some sense or maybe it becomes a three-way feud, I don't know. Triple threat match, that'd be that'd be some fun, fun action. Bobby Fish but, is awesome. I think him and that feud would be good. But I, so, I don't know. I don't know. I think that match, I think you'd be okay either way. But my heart would root for Adam Cole. I'm rooting for Adam. That that is the card for the Great American Bash. Awesome. So that is a little part of what to expect from me and Brandon's show every week um, with the NXT prediction. Uh, due to time constraint, we didn't go over, you know, in-depth uh, Dynamite or NXT like we will on the weekly show. And this isn't the weekly show either. This is, you know, the show that me and Gabe always do and that we're going to yep. continue to do. Um, but yeah, expect on that show predictions, results. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about people we like and don't like for personal bias re- reasons and how they book them and things of that how nature. How we think, how we think people should be booked. Exactly. Yes. Uh, AEW has been interesting. They've had at least a surprise a week. So there's, and I'm not saying that's going to be all the time, but they've they've been good on stuff like that. So I have a feeling we'll uh, get into some of that as well. We oh, yeah. might talk like some like impact stuff and everything as it pertains to AEW and stuff, like when Kenny has a match over there or something like that. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Kenny or anyone else from AEW? <laughs> yeah. I don't got the time for that. No. Yeah, I mean, between 
watching WWE programming and AEW, I mean, that's already a lot of time. WWE takes up eight hours on its own. Yeah. Ten with AEW a week. And then I got to do podcast prep and everything. Throwing impact in there is not going to be worth it. Sorry. If if anything, it's more likely just going to be pay-per-views for impact. Well, I'm just saying if, you know, Kenny's on there or somebody from AEW. Yeah. And I will say if when Slammiversary comes around, may or may not get into that. That's possible, yeah. We will we will have to see. But yeah. Thank you again for coming on, especially on such short notice. Oh no problem, man. I am glad you gave me the offer. I was looking forward to this and I was wondering when the time might come. Brandon did a bit of prep work in a very short window of time. And I appreciate it. I appreciate him taking the uh, roughly hour and a half now uh, out of his day of visiting with family to help get you guys the weekly show. So I wouldn't have to do it on my own because you didn't do, you didn't do bad to... when you were on your own. You, you did just, pretty good. It just felt weird. I like having a discussion. I don't like, you know, just putting myself out there on my opinions and not having any pushback or anything. I don't know. I get that. I really do. All right. We are going to call it a wrap for this week. Thank you guys for the last time I checked. We had 346 listens. Um, Hopefully we will have more to come and hopefully you guys will check out me and Brandon's show that will be coming out on AEW and NXT doing the deeper dive on those shows and superstars and yeah I think that's going to do it for this week unless you have anything last minute Brandon um no I really don't have anything last minute but I will again thank you for having me on the show if you or Gabe want to send out an invite for me to come in another time feel free absolutely yeah me and Gabe were talking about maybe some shows here and there as it sees fit having a three-man show on the podcast that me and Gabe usually do. So I don't, I don't mind if it fits my schedule. I'll let you know. We will definitely talk it over though. So thank you guys for listening and we will catch you guys next week with hopefully me and Brandon's podcast, as well as me and Gabe's podcast, same time, same place, Sunday nights on anchor, Apple music, or Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify, everywhere that this wonderful app sends our podcast because they do send it to eight or ten different places. So thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next week. See ya.